1: Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 222 of the Mom Hour. I'm Sarah Powers here, as always, with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan.
0: Hey, Sarah, 222. I like that number. I know. It feels lucky somehow.
1: It does, lucky it 222. Does. <laughs> we are coming to you today from this very strange end of summer, start of school hybrid place that we are both in, and we'll get into that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's kind of a train wreck. At both ends. I know I'm the one who's starting back and that looks like one thing. And you're the one who's, you know, crawling to the end of a, a long August summer.
0: Yeah. My mornings could use some work.
1: That is what we're talking today, <laughs> talking about today is mornings. So this came as a few listeners uh requesting and suggesting. It's something we have covered before, but there's always more to say, and it's a new season, a new a new start of school. And so we're going to talk, I think, quite a bit about our own morning routines, how the, where, where we're at with those right now, and then what has worked and is going to work this year with the kids. So it's all about mornings today.
0: It is. And I have to say, I wonder if we went back through time and listened to episodes of me in August. I wonder if you can hear in my voice like the low-level malaise mm. that I start to get toward the end of August. I mean, it's like the summer still happening. I love summer. I don't want it to go away, but my mornings are such a mess right now yeah. that I start to honestly feel kind of depressed until about one or two in the afternoon when I get moving and it just takes way too long. So yeah, my mornings are a big mess right now and they could really use some work. So I'm excited to talk about this
1: today. Yeah, me too. I think this is one of those episodes where we say we're here to give you advice, but we're really just giving ourselves the pep talk we need. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to get into mornings in just a minute, but first up, let's take a quick break to talk about our sponsors. Okay.
0: Question for you, Sarah. How many photos are on your phone right now?
1: Well, funny you should ask, Megan, that would be (laughs) 4,425. Okay. I I
0: don't even want to look and find out how many are on my phone, (laughs) but I think this is pretty common. We all have a ton of photos on our phones. So many that it's actually easy to forget that there's some Like frame worthy moments mixed up in all those random screenshots, which I am very guilty of. (laughs) I snapped some photos while kayaking this summer that are just magical. And I know if I don't do something with them soon, they're gonna just disappear into the cloud when they could be decorating my walls. And this is where Canvas People comes in. They print your favorite photos on canvas so you can hang them on your wall or put them on a shelf. And these are really unique, beautiful, and museum quality prints that are ready to hang. I've had three photos made into prints with Canvas People, and I've been so impressed with the quality and how well they take these moments I've captured and turn them into lasting pieces of art. So Sarah, I've been incorporating your tip on updating seasonal decor by swapping out the photos that you display to like the ones that represent the season that you're in. So I'm totally going to do that by getting an autumn photo made into a canvas people print, and then swapping out the summer one that's currently on display in my living room.
1: I love that idea. They're really lightweight and easy to store too. So I can see you literally could just like slide it into the seasonal bin. That would be perfect.
0: Yeah, they are super easy to store. So now is a special limited time offer. Canvas People is offering their popular 11 by 14 photo canvases for free. That's right, free. These normally sell for $69.99, but for this week only, you'll pay nothing. Just cover shipping and handling. To get your free canvas, text OUR, H-O-U-R, all caps, to 484848. You're just going to pay shipping and handling. This offer won't last, so text OUR, H-O-U-R, all caps, to 484848. That's our to 484848. Message and data rates may apply.
1: Okay, everybody, if you've been waiting to jump on the bandwagon and try our sponsor, Epic Books for Kids, now is the time. My kids are back in school and that means they've got projects and STEM learning and book reports and all that crazy stuff. Epic is actually being used in over 90% of US elementary schools, but even if yours isn't one of them, we're gonna get you two months free and your kids can start using it today. If you're not familiar, Epic is the leading digital library for kids 12 and under. You download the app on a tablet or pull it up on a browser, and your kids can access more than 35,000 ebooks, audiobooks, and read to me books. They've got a ton of nonfiction subjects like science, technology, engineering, the arts, and math, all of which feature learning content aligned with the Common Core standards, and everything your kids access is handpicked by their expert team. So they can read and learn in a really safe, age appropriate, and totally kid friendly environment.
0: I love that Epic lets you set up a profile for each child. So you just need the one account, but everyone gets their own profile and it tracks their time and pages read, plus gives them little badges and pop-ups when they reach a new reading milestone. I know that's really motivating for some kids. I had some reluctant readers back in the day who really would have benefited from that.
1: I mean, we all feel good when a little badge pops up and congratulations. I need more badges in my life. (laughs) (laughs) So Epic is normally $7.99 a month, which is a great deal, but we have partnered with them to get our listeners two months free. Use the promo code MOMHOUR when you sign up for an Epic subscription at getepic.com and you'll get those first two months totally free. Again, it's getepic.com and the promo code is MOMHOUR for two months totally free.
0: Okay. So I have to share something kind of funny. So Sarah and I have a business coach, which has been awesome. His mm-hmm. name is Zach. He lives locally. And so we're in a part right now where we're we're also getting to meet with him one-on-one to talk about our leadership skills and our personal development and so zach has a really intense morning routine that he described to me when i met with him the other day and i mean like it's 120 minutes of intensity which um I don't think that I can participate at that level, but it really, it really did uh, encourage me to think more mindfully about my morning. So that was kind of like, I said, we should do a show about mornings. And Sarah's like, yeah, people have been asking for that all along. So I think we can start maybe with what's working yeah, and then maybe talk about what's not yeah. working so much anymore. I like that. Okay. So what what's working for you?
1: Okay. And I'm going to speak mostly to school year. The summer is such its own beast. So we are getting back into the school Nothing's year. Nothing's
0: working for me right now. No, nothing is working in the summer.
1: <laughs> and if you wanted a an a episode on summer morning routines, we will have to add that to a 2020 <laughs> schedule. Yeah, exactly. So I'll speak to kind of how things worked last year and what worked. Um, a big thing that has worked for me for a couple years is getting up with my husband before the kids At 5 a.m. I know that sounds scary, but we also go to bed early, and it's just what works for us. Um, Brian, we both wake up at 5. He goes to the gym. So it does help to have a buddy to get up with, because even though I'm a morning person, my natural body clock isn't quite 5 a.m. So we get up together. The coffee is made the night before. It's set on a timer, so it is already... Brood. Um, and he goes to the gym after a quick cup of coffee and I usually read for pleasure. Um, and that when I'm in that phase, that has worked really well. Um, and the kids, my early risers are not allowed to come out of their room until six, but I do have two kids who are usually up at or before six. So I know in so much for so many of you, that's just crazy. It's just always been how my family is. Yeah. Um, so that works well. The part where I get to read for pleasure for 45 minutes or so has worked well. We'll get to when that needs a reset. Set. We'll get to that in a bit. Um, and I think things that have worked well for the kids is uh, last year was the first year they were all in the same school, and so they all left together with Brian. He took them to school. I loved, I loved being the one to help move the mornings along, but not actually the one who had to get in the car. It, it's a big difference because I could stay either in my pajamas or get my workout clothes on, and not actually have to leave the house. Just have to get them ready to leave the house, and they all left with Brian at about 7:25, um, and so. I would say overall it worked. Um few issues with the tween setting her alarm and like making sure we're kind of in a weird transition where who's responsible? Who who makes sure the eleven year old gets up? Is it her job right. or is it mine? But little things like that. Other than that, I did pack lunches in the morning. I mean, we do a lot. You come to the Powers mm-hmm. House, there's a lot going on very early. And it it I felt like it I think we had some systems that we can repeat this year. So there was quite a bit that went well. What about you?
0: Um, I would say let so last year was the first year of being um, a single mom Mm -hmm. that I wasn't doing morning radio. Right.
1: Remind everybody what what you did for a couple of years. So
0: for the first two years that I was separating and divorced, um, I also did a morning radio show where (laughs) I was like a co-host. And the show, I had to be there at 645. Um, The whole first year we had like like a nanny person who came in and helped get the kids off to school. She would just come in for like one hour because there was an hour gap between me leaving the house and like all of the morning activity happening. So she handled that the first year. Then last year, um, it was just me, but like I was literally doing radio from my dining room table. That's crazy. So I would be like running out, you know, jumping on the show and then muting and then going about my business. And it was fine and fun while it lasted. And it just got to be too much. And then if a kid missed the bus or something like the whole thing came crashing down. Cause you can't really do radio in the car. Um, while you're driving your kid to school. So it was stressful and I had quit. So I would say last year, the morning routine was like me taking back that hour of, or two, well, the show was actually two and a half hours long, but it was really that hour where it affected the kids. And it was really me taking that back. And I would say for the most part, it worked really well. It was serviceable. We are not super morning people. So whereas there's a lot of activity happening in your house in the morning, in my house, it's like, Sleepy. The lights are kind of dim. Um, everyone's kind of sluggishly walking around like everyone's cheerful and stuff. It's just no one's really at the top of their game. And all that said, with the, the big change, like we had very few times that anyone missed a bus. Like it really people were most for the most part getting to school on time. So it worked pretty well. Yeah. And I think this year I just want to up my game a little bit with some tweaks. I can make my like the kids and getting them out was great. But I wasn't using that time for myself or really intentionally. It was kind of like once the kids would all leave, i go, oh, okay, so now what? And I, well, then I felt like I was having to, to start over.
1: Yeah, you probably <laughs> weren't used to having that time.
0: Right, I wasn't, um, I wasn't. So
1: then it took a whole, a whole season of just realizing yes. like that. It was like
0: a reset button that took like a, a, a nine-month school year to yeah. kind of slowly reset. And like many years, I started off strong and then I started to kind of flag at the end. So I kind of think that if I create a more... I don't know, like an enjoyable morning routine that I won't flag as early Mm because I think that I'm just going to see that connection between the routine and then my productivity and I'm going to want to keep it going. Um, Yeah.
1: I just wanted to jump in and say you and I, when we, when we've talked about routines on the show in the past, I feel like you usually bring this up and this time I'm going to, but there's this weird dance and balance with routines where you lean into your natural energy patterns and you say, well, this is how I am. So let's, maximize and optimize that. So for a Sarah, that looks like putting a lot of productivity in the first part of the day, getting up, working out. But there's a certain point at which I think it's almost the opposite is also true, which is if you lean in too hard to your natural tendencies, you're also leaning into um, like the, the flip side, which is right. <laughs> like for me, the afternoon slump, I don't schedule anything. I don't do anything. And I just wallow in the afternoon slump. So does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's yeah. finding this like balance between harnessing your natural energy patterns, but not so much that the, the swings are so extreme. Like the right. slumps are so slumpy and the highs are so high. So I think,
0: yeah. And it becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy right. because if you keep telling yourself and and I'm not like, I'm not a morning person. I'm the, not the kind of person whose eyes just pop open at six and I'm like raring to go, but I'm not an anti-morning person. And mm-hmm. I think we we tend to put ourselves in these camps like that are not really true. Like it's not yeah. so all or nothing. I can wake up and get out of bed and and be perfectly happy and ready to go at seven if I get up at 6.30, but it has to like, I have to have had enough sleep the mm-hmm. night before. I have to want to get up. There has to be something I'm doing that is enjoyable. And I think sometimes that's the part we miss, right? right? Like that you it's not quite as black and white as we make it. The other thing I was gonna say is my kids are now in three different schools, and I've actually been really happy with how great they've been at getting themselves up, getting themselves showered, and getting out the door. Like they've been great at that. And I think if I have a complaint, I know we're gonna get to the complaint soon. (laughs) um, It's just that we're all very isolated. Like everyone's Mm. doing their own thing, and there's these wide gaps of time between, you know, between like one kid getting up and out the door, then the next kid getting up and out the door, then the next kid. And it doesn't really feel like a unified thing right now. And I'm not going to wake Clara up an hour and a half earlier than she has to get up. Mm-hmm. That would be mean. And, I'm, and I, there's no reason for it. But at the same time, I feel like I can be that like presence mm-hmm. in the house. And, you know, that's instead of it just feeling like everyone's just sleepily like slogging out the door, hoping not to miss the bus. I would like to imbue it with a little more. I don't know pleasure.
1: Yeah. And have those touchstone moments where maybe not everyone at once, but it's still a potential for conversation connection. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, Well, maybe then let's talk a little more about things that need a reset or Mm -hmm. that might be totally different this coming school year. So let's, I'm just going to let you have the floor because you've thought about this um, recently with Zach and stuff.
0: Yeah. So one of the things I want to do that I naturally resist doing because I always, I love being in bed. Oh, I love being in bed in the morning. (laughs) Oh, there's just nothing like it. But I want to start getting out of bed earlier. Um, I already naturally wake up, but I really have a hard time. Like if I wake up and I have any time to spare, my natural inclination is to try to go back to sleep. And Mm -hmm. what I have found is the older I'm getting, the more I just don't fall back to sleep. And then I've wasted that time and now I'm frustrated and I could have been up doing something, right? So um, I really relished last year after quitting the radio, I really relished that extra 20, 30 minutes of time in bed. And I got in the habit of not really getting up until Owen was on his way out the door. So I'd kind of be like dozing and then he'd come in and pet the cat and then I'd wake up and then I'd kind of, you know, walk him to the door and wish him well and blah blah blah. And what no, time con- is that? Approximately? This is six
1: forty. Okay. That's early for- six forty. Yeah. He
0: has to be at the bus at six fifty-two, I believe. And it's about a three minute walk from our house. And so he, he pushes it to the very end and runs sometimes. <laughs> but he would wander in around six forty and then I'd kinda shove him out the door at like six forty-seven. So but I would like I wouldn't have my contacts in. Yeah. <laughs> like I'd my hair is a mess. Like I wouldn't feel awake. And he'd be like, putting field trip permission, or not field trip permission slips, but other things I had to sign in my face and being like, oops, I forgot this. Oops, I forgot that. And so I I always just felt out of it and like a little sluggish, but I'm trying to engage with him. And that just doesn't really feel good. I want to get on top of that. And it might just be like 10 minutes earlier, like enough time to splash water on my face, put my contacts in and brush my hair so I don't look like scary mom. And then, <laughs> and then actually greet him instead of having it like the kid comes and wakes his mom up, which always feels a little weird um i'm also going to set up a, i talked about the specific morning routine so i have a really nice chunk of time between owen and will leaving so there's like about let's see william i think leaves around depending if he's riding his bike walking or begging me for a ride mm-hmm. he leaves sometime between like seven ten and seven twenty-five or seven thirty. Okay, and this is high school um, this is high school so there's like a nice 20 minutes in there and then clara really doesn't have to get up until, in fact, I prefer her not to get up until about 7.45. So there's like, I get these nice little chunks of time mm-hmm. and my plan is to start making use of them. Also, I have noticed that if I get up around six 6.40, something like that, it's like this sweet spot where I get just enough sleep to where I'm sleepy again, like starting around 10 and mm-hmm. I fall asleep between 10.30 and 11. And that's like actually perfect. Mm-hmm. That's like when I feel best, but I resist it and start to kind of push back on one under the other. Um, and that, you know, just kind of starts that downward spiral. Um, I also fell into the habit of playing on my phone in bed first thing in the morning. And when I was doing radio, I didn't have that option. Like I had to get up and get moving and I had really trained myself not to use my phone as an alarm anymore. I didn't have it like in bed at night. I would put it away and I wasn't reading on it. You know, I was reading in bed. I wasn't, um, playing around on my phone, but something about the morning, I'd be like, ugh, I don't want to get up. Well, my phone's right here. Mm -hmm. And um, Zach said, that's a big no-no. And I thought it was interesting. He said that when we start our day with social media or email, we're like already held captive by somebody else's agenda. Even Mm -hmm. if it's an agenda we're willingly participating in, like Mm -hmm. someone else is already setting the tone for the the way our day is going to go. So, yeah. Can I
1: just jump in on that? Sure, yeah. I have thoughts, too. And um, first of all, there's no guilt, no judgment, Mm -mm. because there's so many of us out there who've—we've been at our best of times and our worst of times with this. Uh. So, (laughs) zero judgment. Um, I probably for two years have stopped sleeping with my phone by me, with the exception of a few things. Like, if Brian's out of town or, like, this summer, Allegra was at sleepaway camp— Right Mm -hmm. after the earthquakes happen, I just decided I needed to have my phone by me. And so every time I slip back, I feel that. But what I wanted to say was um, about the morning agenda, because I get up so early just because I don't sleep with it by my bed. It's very tempting to come downstairs, have my coffee, and reach for it right there on its little charger. And because I'm on the West Coast, at 5.30, 6 o'clock, the East Coast is moving. Work is happening. You are up. stuff is happening, yeah. And I, it's like... I I look at it, and I know—and lots of times this summer especially, I just got right on. I just would work, and I I let it be okay. But I know that— if I even open it and see a red notification, I my mind starts to want to know what it is. If it's a Voxer message, I want to listen to it, and then it's very, very hard for my brain to go back to like morning mom mode, even if there's no emergencies. Like my, I, it will seem like something's urgent when there isn't. So I think the whole West Coast, East Coast makes it even more extreme for me. And I just on a, when I'm being my best self, I don't look at it till like 7:30, 8 o'clock my time.
0: I I, that I really think that that's something maybe we can like account hold each other accountable mm. to this year, because one thing I've realized that I typically have been really bad at with my morning is I don't create a clear transition between when mom time and and Megan time ends mm-hmm. and when work time begins, because I'm always kind of straddling both. Um, and I never I haven't really created this clear delineation of between the two. Um, And the phone definitely doesn't help. Because even if I don't crack my computer for hours, the phone can do all the same things and not efficiently. So it's not even like I'm being effective and getting stuff done. I just know. It's
1: just (laughs) like sitting there like little red buttons. Um, Well, last thing I'll say, and I'll let you keep going, is when I was on vacation, I took a couple of key apps, um, including an entire email address off my phone. And I will say that worked because I I could reach for my phone and I did more fun with Instagram. I did, it wasn't a phone issue. It was which things on my phone were spiking the, like the brain for me, for me personally, for some people, like maybe a whole phone break, but that was an interesting experiment to take certain things completely off my phone.
0: Well, because some things are just like really, you know, benign, like my weather app, whatever. It doesn't really. (laughs)
1: Maps.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Maps. (laughs) I just use them as a tool. I'm not really, you know, or even like a browser for me is like, I only use a browser if I have something I want to look up. It's yeah. not um, It's not putting anything in my face. Yeah. Like, I control it, but social media and email feels like it's controlling you. So it is, it is an interesting difference yeah. um, in the way that we use those. So I guess that's me. And then um, I, I know we're also going to talk about the kids and, like, some things that aren't quite working as well. Yeah, just them. keep going. Go for it. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean— So I definitely want to add in time for reading, writing, and planning. Those are three things that I typically just do when I can squeeze them in, like, you know, just like free writing or Mm -hmm. journaling. Um, I think I would just like to be more intentional about doing those in the morning and like setting myself up for the rest of the day. And I'm hoping that by doing that, I can get on stuff like, for example, the kids last year, um, a certain middle schooler racked up like a $200 lunch bill Mm. because he wasn't packing enough food. Mm. And and what I realize is like, there's probably things I can do to make that easier on them. Um, it doesn't, it, Clara, it's fine if we pack hers the day before, but like for the boys, they don't want the same stuff as she does and they just eat more food. Mm-hmm. So like there needs to be some kind of plan in place mm-hmm. for like making it easy for them to grab copious amounts, the big boys, of food. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess it's the, I don't know, the, the kids are just so self-sufficient that they're their morning routines are kind of their business now. Like they just kind of run smoothly, but I just want to be engaged. So Mm -hmm. I think, I don't know, like I have these older kids and I'm starting to kind of see that my role has changed a lot. Um, and like really setting the mood is what I do, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like I set the stage and then their dramas like play out on it. And the way I was thinking about it is I don't get to write their scripts as much, but I can do a lot with the right lighting and sets.
1: Mm, I love that.
0: So just like creating creating the mood, being intentional ab- about me being a presence, even if I'm not actively engaged. Mm-hmm. I like it. So like and there's it. one other thing I got from Zach. So there's this thing that he had with him when we met, um, called a freedom journal. And it was created by this guy named John Lee Dumas, who I've known about forever. He's oh, got an yeah, entrepreneur name. podcast I've listened to on and off. Um, but it's like one of those goal setting journals. And it's like a hundred days and there's daily exercises that are supposed to get you from, you know, from day one to day one hundred, the goal is met, like a big goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the kind of thing I might usually write off as corny. Mm-hmm. But I guess I was in a
1: corny mood. So I was Even like, Why you not? and I are we both are the same. <laughs> like we yeah. we do, we are skeptical of these things. But then when you buy in, you're like, oh wait, hey, there's a reason this stuff works.
0: Right. Yes. And Zach was really enthusiastic about his. And he's like, I used to do a lot of free writing, but he's like, this has taken the place of that it's, I used to do like, you know, goal setting and, and to-do lists and stuff. And he's like, but this just really kind of is helping me with not have to have all these multiple things happening. It's like kind of all in one. So, and I bought not only one, but two. So I got one for me and one for Jacob. So Jacob's living at home. And right now he's on that classic young adult sleeping schedule, like goes to bed God knows what time. And <laughs> I don't know, you know, wakes up way too late. And then he's doing his thing and I'm busy and there's always other people around. So we just don't get to talk about like, his life and his plans and what he wants to do next. And he's 21. So I just thought it would be great for both of us to have one. I certainly don't think he's going to be up at 645 working on his with me, but I think part of what the morning routine, like maybe the part before I transition into my work day will include just talking to him about like his. Yeah. Just like a touch point, something that we can talk about. Cause like, I don't know, it's, it's not always easy to figure out something to write, to talk to your
1: 21 year old kid yeah. about. I know. I really so. like that. Ooh, you're like you are motivated. I'm on fire. Okay. Well, I feel like for me, I'll just talk about the things that need a reset from summer because it, it, you know, they just do. So, getting back to the the getting up early didn't go away in the summer, but I have just been using that time to work just because I didn't yeah. have enough hours of the day to work um, in the summer, and I gave myself a pass, so I haven't been well. Be- yes, I haven't been beating myself up about it, um, but I have been working from you know. 5:15, 5:30 on and then even when the kids come down, the early the early birds still don't need a whole lot from me. So then I would just kind of keep working right through the early morning. I'm not dressed, I'm not showered. Mm-hmm. I might then go for my walk, but then on my walk, you know what I was doing? I was boxing you <laughs> about work. Yeah. Like I was just trying to squeeze. And so I knew that that was a summer reality. So I'm very very much looking forward to getting back to reading for pleasure. Um, I am reading Educated, the memoir by Tara Westover, I think. It was a big bestseller Um, right now. And I had a couple other books um, in line. So I'm excited to get back to that. Um, The kids for getting back to school, they don't have quite as hard of a time adjusting because two of the three are early birds. Allegra is middle school this year, starts the same time and all that, but giving her more responsibility. So she is going to be packing her own lunch this year. She says she wants to do it the evening before and i'm fine with that i think she's going to require some active management at both ends in the night before right. routine and in the morning of we we got her a google home mini for her room she uses it mostly to play music on spotify but it also works as an alarm and, and you can voice set it really easily so um, unlike the desk or the nightstand kind which she would just turn off or forget to reset or whatever so i feel like the google it sits across from her so hoping that she gets up on her own and she just, I, she, I would say this to her face, but she just moves slowly in the morning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, and I know, I'm sure you have kids like that. So, um, I guess for I'm anticipating needing to be a little bit more active management with her in the morning she's going to be packing her own lunch like i said. The other kids are kind of plug and play. They they have their routine. I'm not super worried about that. So, i think one other specific change for myself um is that if i get in my workout clothes. So like i'm up, i'm reading, i'm still in my pajamas, i have my coffee. They come down the early ones. We make breakfast. Brian usually comes home from the gym around that time. So there's a whole bunch of kitchen stuff happening. Lunches, breakfasts, um, and then if I can sneak up and get ready for a workout, I can actually leave like at the same time that they leave for school. The alternative is I, I focus all my time on getting them out the door, and then I then I'm still in my pajamas, and then it mm-hmm. just feels like there's that little like moment of quiet, and the house is quiet, and I think, oh. I don't have to work out. Maybe I right. could, yep, uh, yep. you know, so I think if I get myself ready for a workout in the same flurry of activity where everyone else is getting ready to go out the door. And this happened a few times last year and it was great. I'm literally walking out with the dog to go on a walk as they are getting in the car and we're all leaving at the same time. And then my walk starts earlier and there's no, there's no question that I'm going to get it in. Um, this is probably like a whole nother episode, but I really, I've been walking for exercise, walking the dog and I, I, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. I just feel like I need to do something else. I need to go yeah. take some classes at the gym, um or do some weights. And I just it's like too soon to talk about how that will fit into a morning routine. Mm-hmm. But I feel a change on the horizon.
0: I feel exactly the same way. and I, and let's circle back to that um in the second half of the show because I feel like this whole, like dress up, work out, take a shower, do your hair. like that <laughs> whole cycle, occupies so much more mental energy for me than it should. And it creates roadblocks. It really does. Yeah. My day, I feel like I could get going on it, but I have this idea of what I should be doing and that, I don't know, we should get into this more, um, more I because I think this is such like, it is such a classic dilemma.
1: It is, it is. And
0: it, if it was easy to solve, we'd all work out the same time every single day and it would be perfect and our hair would always look great, but
1: <laughs> something's going to have to go. It might something's be the hair. Something's to have to go. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. well, this is a good time to take a break and then we're going to come back and, and offer some practical tips, I think, for for everybody's mornings. And yeah, let's talk about that some more. It's the new year, you guys. Okay, not the January kind. The new school year kind. And I am full of the promise of new routines right now, Megan.
0: It is time. It's time.
1: <laughs> it's over overdue time. <laughs> overdue. So while I like to keep our after-school schedule really light, typically, I don't always get my way. And this fall, for a number of reasons, we have quite a bit going on. There's just no possible way I can start dinner at 4 or 5 o'clock most weeknights. So I am using PrepDish to solve my evening stress and make sure we're eating really healthy meals as a family. With PrepDish, you do your chopping and prepping on the weekend or whenever you have a few hours using step-by-step instructions that combine the work logically. Like, why chop an onion on three different nights of the week when you can do it all at once on a slow Sunday? afternoon this is genius
0: yeah and allison the founder of prep dish has these meal plans down to a science you can choose from gluten-free dairy-free paleo and keto options and they even have super fast meal plans for those extra busy weeks which we all have Mm -hmm. you print your shopping list all organized by section of the store and then the prep instructions are all laid out really clearly so after you've done your prep day the meals come together in about 20 minutes on whatever night you choose to
1: serve them I sometimes have these delusional fantasies that I can whip up healthy dinners on a random Tuesday, but the truth is I just can't do it that way. So prepping ahead saves me the stress and lets me keep whole healthy ingredients as a priority for my family. I am back on the prep dish wagon and I think you guys should join me. You're going to get two weeks of meal plans free when you sign up at prepdish.com slash hour. Again, you can try out healthy prep ahead recipes with easy to follow shopping lists and all the instructions for free for two weeks at prepdish.com slash hour.
0: Oh, Sarah, guess what time it is. It's FabFitFun time. Yes, yes,
1: yes, yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure by now everyone's heard us rave about FabFitFun, but here's a refresher with what to expect from the seasonal subscription box. So FabFitFun delivers a lovely box full of premium beauty, lifestyle, fitness, home, and wellness products to your door seasonally. The value of the box is fantastic. The box retails for just under $50, but always contains at least $200 of the product. I would say usually much more. The bath and beauty products are always full-sized, not trial sizes, and they're great high-end brands I honestly might not otherwise know about. There's also a great mix of other products like clothing, decor, and household stuff. And I love that when I glance around my house, I can see so many FabFitFun products that I've put to good use and continue using like months and months, even up to a year later, from the hand cream next to my bed to the throw blanket on my sofa.
1: Yeah, I agree. For a while, I was a broken record when someone would compliment me out in the world on something. And I was like, that's Fit fun. That's
0: it fun. It's all that's Fit fun. So the 2019 fall box is now out. And I am so excited to try the Harper and Ari exfoliating sugar cubes. You know, I love bath products. You do. I do. But these are these adorable little exfoliating cubes. And they're going to look so nice on the shelf.
1: Yeah. And can we just talk about the presentation and packaging for a second? When I open my door and I see the box there with all the other Amazon boxes that are not interesting to look at, I just feel like excited in a way that quite honestly, is hard to come by as a mom when so few things are just for me. The box is so pretty. The fall box is no different. It's beautiful. And I'm going to show you guys a little unboxing on Instagram. So stay tuned for that.
0: Yeah. I love how FabFitFun helps me kick off a new season with products that help me make that transition more fun. And it really does feel like getting a surprise birthday gift four times a year. The boxes sell out fast. So sign up for yours today. And we've got a great offer for you to sweeten the deal. So use the code THEMOMHOUR to get $10 off your first box at fabfitfun.com. Again, use the code THEMOMHOUR and you're going to get $10 off your first box at fabfitfun.com. It's going to be just $39.99. This is a great deal, you guys.
1: Well, we are welcoming a new sponsor today, guys, and you are not going to believe who it is. Megan, do you want to do the honors? What was that sound? Was that Megan popping a LaCroix can because they are sponsoring this episode?
0: They are. Oh my gosh. I can't believe this day has finally come. You all know I drink, well, you probably don't, but I drink at least two cans of LaCroix every time we record an episode. And I just did the math. And that means that over the years, I've probably consumed at least 6,500 ounces of LaCroix while recording the mom hour. And that is fine by me because LaCroix was developed to give health conscious consumers a tasty, refreshing, fizzy beverage with zero calories, zero sweeteners, zero sodium, And all natural ingredients, meaning I can sip and sometimes gulp without stress.
1: And I just edit out the can popping normally. (laughs) Um, So all of LaCroix's flavors, including this new one I want to try, Hibiscus, are derived from natural sources with natural fruit essences. In fact, LaCroix is made only with flavor ingredients that have been certified as natural, and all the flavor ingredients are non-GMO too. Even the cans are conscious. They're made without BPA-based liners, and LaCroix was one of the first brands to get on that. So Megan, important question, what's your favorite flavor?
0: I mean, that's really tough because I love most of them, but I would say my go-to is coconut. Followed by lime, followed by orange. I uh, can't forget apricot. I mean, I could go on, but how about you?
1: I mean, I say apricot, but it is a really good flavor. Um, my very favorite is pemple mousse, which is the grapefruit and sounds super fancy. It does. And I also love the blackberry cucumber in those skinny cans, which is actually part of the LaCroix curate family. And the curate ones have a bolder flavor, but they're innocent in all the same ways as those other LaCroix flavors.
0: So, all right, everyone, you've heard us talk about how much we love LaCroix before, and now that they're sponsoring this show, let's give them a little love. Head over to the LaCroix community on social at LaCroix Water, that's L-A-C-R-O-I-X, and check them out. They actually have a really fun Instagram account. You can also find out where to buy LaCroix and check out all their flavors at LaCroixWater.com. Okay, so we're going to give some tips um, with some just practical ideas about making this stuff go smoothly in the morning because we've both got years of experience Mm -hmm. getting small people out the door. but, let's really quickly go back to that whole morning dressing
1: when do you get working dressed? out,
0: cleaning yourself thing? I mean, honestly, it really so for one of where I'm at right now, um I have kind of given up on the idea of doing regular evening hard yoga classes because what ends up happening is at seven o'clock, I don't want to go do a hard yoga class and if I'm relying on that for exercise, it's one thing if I don't make it to like the restorative yoga class at seven, cause that's not going to really mess up my fitness goals. It'll just be a bummer that I didn't make it. Right. But if I make that, if I make a seven fifteen, you know, flow class, part of my exercise plan, and then I'm too hungry to go, but I didn't eat dinner or whatever, or I'm too tired or whatever. I didn't go. Then it messes up my exercise plan. So I like I, all of this, me trying to circle that around like jumping back and forth between morning and evening exercise really isn't working. So I'm realizing I really just have to make that a morning thing. But But. then the dilemma starts, right? Like you get dressed twice then. Yeah. You, you brush your hair and put it in a pony. Then you know that later you're going to have to redo it again. It's like all that timing
1: is tricky. (laughs) Okay. So here's when I'm in a good group, if this is helpful, like here's how I kind of approach it. First of all, I think of showers as like a totally moving target. I am not someone who needs a shower first thing in the morning and I'm also not someone who needs a shower immediately after Every workout, if the kind where you're dripping and it's hot outside, of course, but many of my workouts are brisk walks or something where I don't feel like I need a shower. So that like removing the necessary shower and putting it maybe later that night or later that day has been helpful. But I also, I feel really good when I get dressed in cute workout clothes. So leggings Mm -hmm. and like a sports bra and a cute top. And I put mascara on, doesn't have to be anything else, but if I wash my face and put mascara on and put my hair up and like have one of those cute little elastic headbands that keeps the frizzies from just being like, you know, you can't even look at them. Yes. Yes. Then I feel like I have the flexibility to either get like do shower and everything after a walk, Or not. And it's usually when I don't make that decision to like put a little bit of extra time into getting ready for a workout. And then, and then I later make the decision not to shower and then I feel super gross. So like, (laughs) it's almost like I have to look cute for the workout because it gives me the flexibility to stay in those clothes or just look, you know, do it all over again. Um, So that has helped.
0: And and there are days that I have done that and made myself really look cute. And then I've gone to a hard workout and been like, but I look so cute. I don't really want to start over. <laughs> so I sometimes will like just change my pants yeah. and like keep everything yeah. else the same. And I'm like, oh, I'll get to a shower later. But it does. I think it's one of those things that can create this like, uh, like downward spiral because we it's like it, we come up against it as some kind of a roadblock. And then it takes up way too much space <laughs> in our minds more than it should.
1: Agreed. Do you think
0: that, do you think that when we start strength training, do you think that's going to be part of your morning routine?
1: I mean, I, I just. Remember how we're going to do that? I know we're going to do it. We're going to start lifting weights guys. You're going to join us. Anyone out there who wants to, (laughs) um, I think it needs to be in the morning. So I guess it just depends on how much I sweat. I still think that this school year, it will be wise for me to put on workout clothes instead of normal clothes almost every day. Whether, whether the thing I'm going to do is a walk or stretch in my living room or do something more hardcore, if my default is, and I'm, I'm in a good place with workout uh, clothes right now. I like my Mm -hmm. leggings. I like my tops. I can definitely feel like I can go out in the world in those things. Um, And and the other thing I'll say, I know we're going way off the whole morning thing, but I leave to get my kids around two o'clock and it's not uncommon for me to just freshen up right before then. It's almost like the start Mm -hmm. of the second half of my day, like one 30, I might hop in the shower or just do a, like a refresh. Um, and it kind of creates a break between the workday and the end of school. And so that doesn't bother me. So it's, it's all doable. I think it's just, it's making it the non-negotiable to just, this is these are the clothes I put on every day, workout clothes.
0: I like that. And it is, it is off topic, but one thing I think is, and this is a perfect segue into our next <laughs> topic, but the, all of these things are linked. You can't have a morning routine without an afternoon routine, and you can't have an afternoon routine without an evening routine, right. and then you can't and then you can't have a morning routine without the evening, like right. everything affects everything else. Yes. So with that said, what about night before routines? Yeah. Like Is that something that you feel like affects your mornings?
1: <laughs> so it's funny. This is, um, this is exactly what I was talking about where it's like, how hard do you lean into your natural tendencies versus push back a little bit? Right. Um, and this is an area I can improve. I always forget to even talk about night before routines because there's very little I do the night before because I'm a natural morning person. Um, I do every night we set the coffee. Yep. It's like a little treat for ourselves. It's like we just set it up. I almost always do it, but Brian will notice if I forget. So we fill the coffee pot and it's on a timer. So that is one. That's one non-negotiable. But I would like to be better this year. Um, the lunch packing. I don't mind doing the lunch packing in the morning, and I, I feel like it's a little fresher for the kids. But I would like to make sure that everything is clean and laid out, and so that mm. when I'm just getting caffeinated, the 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 boxes and the bentos are out on the counter. The water bottles are you know empty and rinsed and. So So, um, little things like that, setting myself up for a a clean kitchen. I mean, that's Mm. like a lot of people that's their non-negotiable, but for me, I I'm so tired at night. I don't necessarily leave myself with a really nice clean kitchen. And I think I could be better about that. Um, and then like the workout stuff too, making sure what I need is clean. Um, I've, I've tricked myself by putting this stuff, like laying it out, like you do with a preschooler, like on the floor. And so that you wake up and you're like, Oh yeah, that's what I've got to put on today. So I don't know. How about you? How much do you, how much do those nights? time routines factor in when you're thinking about a good morning routine.
0: Well, me not being a morning person, they are huge. Yeah. I mean like they're they're essential. Mm-hmm. If I know I'm gonna get up to a nice clean kitchen, um, it makes the already pleasurable. Like I really like making a cup of tea in the morning. I like filling the kettle, all that stuff. But if I know the kitchen's clean and the way it feels to walk into a clean kitchen with like the sun coming through mm-hmm. the window and stuff, it's just a really like it's like a little pleasurable moment yeah. that is the kind of thing I look forward to um, having clothes laid out that I can, that are, I usually hang them over the back of the chair that's in my bedroom and I can see them when I wake mm-hmm. up and I'm like, Oh, right. I, you know, yesterday, Megan thought of today, Megan. yep And she laid my clothes out for me. Wasn't that nice of her? And I, so I put those <laughs> on and then I don't have to think about it knowing where my contact lenses are because I wear dailies. yeah um, And so I have to like, sometimes I have to dig around in a box to find a fresh pair like, that's a bummer. I don't want to have to do that. Like just having all of those things ready for me. If I'm having, if I have a really successful evening, all of those things are set for the next day and it really makes a difference.
1: It's a mood. It's definitely like all the little things you mentioned are so small, but when you add them all together um, and it's amazing, even me as, as a morning person, but I'm still, I'm still slow in the first 20 minutes. And um, anything that you can do for yourself, like like doing yourself a favor, exactly like you said. And it's amazing how we will not do our good habits if there's those teeny roadblocks. Like, that, you know, yes. I like to drink a cup of water in the morning, but my favorite cup's dirty. So, oh, well. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? No hydration for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I'm definitely motivated to think about the night before and also to help my kids think about the night before um, because I think that's a skill that they can really start start to learn and makes morning so much easier. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, what about some tips for in general, getting out the door on time? And I'm going to include all the benchmarks of, you know, like everything from you got to wake up on time and you got to do all the things from A to Z before getting out the door. Um. I have a couple, I know you have a ton of experience with this.
0: Um, yeah. Well, I guess for me, I'll start with um making sure all the things that need to be where they need to be are in the same place every day. Mm. (laughs) And that's all about the afternoon routine, right? Like shoes have to be in a place where the kids know the shoes are going to be. And like, I can't tell you how much time I've lost in the morning to one lost shoe. And it makes me irate. So I've actually this year changed up where the kids keep their shoes. They keep them by the back door now. For some reason, when they they were keeping them by the front door, they were becoming misplaced. I don't know why, but now by the back, or that's actually the side door they stay there. So okay. that's working a lot better. Um the other thing that I do, oh, backpacks, mm-hmm. you know, have to be like where they need to be. Each yep. kid has to keep their backpack in their own room. That's in our house. We don't have room anywhere else, so it okay. really has to be that way. But the the backpacks have to be ready to go. It can't yeah. be like n- nobody like they left a whole bunch of crap in it from yesterday and oops, there's stuff in there that like didn't get dealt with or I don't know where my library book is. Like the yeah. backpacks really have to be ready to go. And then my other I guess my third one would be to really Zero in on the perfect amount of like the perfect wake up time. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always follow that getting up earlier means you have an easier time getting out the door. Correct. Sometimes that just gives kids more opportunities to get to zone out or mm-hmm. get lost in something or you know, you waste time when you think you have too much. Yeah. So,
1: yep. Yeah. Agreed. Um, well, one simple thing that has always helped us is having clocks that are the correct time in every possible location and making sure everyone knows how to read them. So yes. it sounds it sounds simple, but as early as young as like three and four year olds can read a digital clock, or they can tell the long hand is on the six and the long hand's gonna right. get to the nine. Um, so that's always been a big one and my kids are pretty good about looking at the clock and knowing what time they need to, lead, uh, to leave. Um, I agree with everything you said about knowing where things are, but I also want to say that I have had to tailor morning expectations to kids very differently depending on their style. Mm. And so I have a one kid who cannot eat breakfast until they are 100% ready including their shoes on their everything's have teeth, right? Because you want to br- I I want them to brush their teeth after breakfast, but everything else has to be done because it just became this like c- we couldn't tell what had been done, what what they were half dressed, like mm. one sock on <laughs> And they, this particular child is very motivated by food and would never skip breakfast, and so breakfast became the last thing. Whereas I have other kids who come down hungry and don't have a particularly hard time staying on task with getting dressed. So it's totally the opposite. So I just uh, being having a tailor, I think it's totally fine to have different rules and expectations for each kid. Same thing with wake up time. If you have a yep. kid who, like you said with Clara, just let her sleep as long as she can, and then keep the routine short. And then for another kid, that may not work. They may need a little bit of extra time in the morning. So I think, I think that's, that's one tip. Um, you, I think described it just one time, a long time ago in an episode as like active, like super active management, like a cruise ship. Director or something uh-huh. like you're just standing. <laughs> That's your only job. Your only job for this amount of time. Just stand there and like bark out mm-hmm. orders, basically. It's to move, yes. Move things along. <laughs> um, one thing that has worked for us with breakfast, and I think this is probably very different depending on what you what you eat in your family and who's making their own. But Brian and I, we do serve the kids their breakfast. We don't let them get it themselves because our kitchen is really busy at that time of morning I'm still finishing up lunches Brian's coming home and making something um I might be making a smoothie for myself so we really do like take their orders and serve them breakfast and it serves the it's faster it just is mm-hmm. whereas if you had a kid like Owen oh, getting up early when the house is quiet you could have expectations that they they get their own breakfast yeah. I don't know and, I don't even yeah. feel like these are real tips for getting out the door on time except tailor it to like your specific challenges and solve those challenges in like the most <laughs> hyper efficient way possible. Yeah, and
0: just don't make assumptions about don't just don't fall into assumptions about what a morning should look like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I fell into this trap of thinking if I just got everyone up really early, then I could kind of leisurely go about my business mm-hmm. and That's get things of happen. my own <laughs> done. And I realized at some point years ago, like, oh no, it's better just to wait. If I want to get stuff done, I have to do that either before they get up or after they're gone because mm-hmm. it's not going to happen during that frenetic time. Yeah. And at th- the moment their feet hit the floor, I have to engage in the process. And and it's finally, I am now kind of on the other side of that because they've all gotten really self-sufficient, but my youngest is 10. Yeah. It took a long time yeah. to get there. So
1: Well, and I yeah. want to say something about being late and running late because I think there's a lot of um, like guilt and shame. We feel like as moms, like, if we're if someone's late it feels like we've some, somehow failed the morning and i also yes. think some of the most tense moments between mother and child yes. can happen over running late in the morning so i have really tried to put i have tried doesn't mean i've been perfect i've tried to put the systems in place earlier in the morning. But if we get to a place where someone's going to be late, I really try and just let it go and let mm-hmm. my perfectionism set it aside because we're not going to be on time tomorrow by f- by yelling about being late today. That's not how yeah, it gets fixed. No. It, nope. it gets fixed through like like all the things we're talking about, the the nighttime and earlier in the morning, and tweaking the systems and and setting expectations, but that's not going to get done in the final five minutes where we know today's already cutting it really close, or it's already a lost cause. So and it's really it's hard. It's hard. But there's really it's, hard. It's, it's such a yucky feeling to have had the last few minutes with your kid be I, yelling. Yeah, but we've, all done it. we've all been there. We've all. I
0: think it. I I think I told Owen at one point. This is when I was still doing the radio that my day was ruined. Oh God my day is ruined now because you missed the bus. And then I felt awful. And then I quit. But it was like, and I really, I looked back to that when I decided to leave. It was in August of last year, and I was looking forward to the school year. And I just remembered how bad that felt. And then I thought this this whole thing is set up for one of us to fail. Like either he's going to fail or I'm going to fail. And it's going to happen more than once because I'm not available to help him. And one thing goes wrong, the whole house of cards falls down. And yeah. that's when I was like, it's not worth it. It's yeah. not worth it. So uh,
1: um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I want, <laughs> we've kind of addressed dawdlers cause I kind of outed one of my kids as being one, but I, well, but yeah, one thing ahead. I do want
0: to say yeah. there's dawdlers who are slow and there's dawdlers who are doing it because they're passive aggressive. Mm. And those are two different things. Um, and I have dealt with both Okay. and the passive, I don't even know if I have a tip Um, For dealing with the passive aggressive dawdlers, but I know that it is a very common adolescent thing. I've heard from friends and um, others. And I guess I just want to give a shout out to anyone who's dealing with that right now that that you might do all the things in the world Mm -hmm. right for your kid who seems absent minded or like they just can't get moving. And it actually may be that they're purposely trying Mm -hmm. to make you late (laughs) because this is how their adolescent rage is coming out. So I don't know if you could do really anything about that except not let the other kids be affected by it. Mm -hmm. I have left, I have left kids at home before because Mm -hmm. they were moving so slowly. Um, And I'm talking like, you know, eighth graders, ninth graders, 10th graders and said, well, I'm going to take your brother to school because it's not fair for him to be late and I'll come back and get you (laughs) and you will be late and you will get detention eventually. And and they eventually do get over it, but it's a thing.
1: Well, that is good to know. It's like one of those just behaviors that, like you said, maybe you can do nothing about other than wait it out. Um, at the other end of the doddle spectrum, I was going to talk briefly about like Kids who are starting to be competent enough to manage some of their own morning routine, but aren't like don't have real time management yet. So I'm mm-hmm. talking about your three, four, five year olds where you're still they can put on their own shoes, probably get themselves dressed, but they're not they're not ready yet to actually like get themselves completely from A to Z. And so for those kids, um, I do think that some kind of a visual reminder. I used to have a morning. It wasn't a a checklist. There was nothing to check off. You got no prizes. It was just a visual reminder of the six things that had to happen between when you woke up and when we got out the door. And the reason I liked that for that age is instead of me saying, hurry, hurry, do the next thing, do the next thing, I could just say, have you brushed your teeth? Have you put your shoes on? Like what does the chart say? Like, what's next on your list is something I would say a lot. What's next on your list? Because I can see them. I look around and I see them in the corner doing something that is not getting ready. And it makes me want to say, it makes me want to probably not be very nice, but instead I can say, tell me where you are in your list or tell me where you are in your routine. And almost always they're not done. They've just gotten off track. So I think that can remove some of the, um, like I don't know, the bossiness about it and just blame it on the list. If they haven't gotten through the list, if they have, then they can play. But if they haven't, then there's probably a next thing they need to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Do you have anything to say about eating or feeding your children in the morning?
0: Um, Well, no, because now we're all kind of doing it, you know, every now and then I will get um, motivated to get up really early and make a big breakfast, but no one's eating it all at the same time anyway. So it always feels a bit like a waste. Um, So it's a lot of stuff like kind of depends on what the kid themselves likes to eat. Um William likes to get up and like make himself breakfast. He'll make eggs and bacon mm-hmm. and stuff. The rest typically grab cereal. It's it's pretty it's pretty isolated. Everyone's in a totally different time frame.
1: And what about you when you are on your A game? What's breakfast going to look like for you this fall?
0: If I'm going to bed at the right time of night and getting up at the right time of the morning, I don't eat breakfast for hours. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not even hungry when I wake up. Um it's typically when like I sleep in too much. I wake up ravenous. It's like, like I don't know if it's a blood sugar thing or what, but something can get awry. But if I'm on a nice routine, I get up and have tea first thing. And then I might have like just a couple pieces of bacon a couple hours after I get up. But I don't usually wake up really hungry. Okay. I don't do smoothies. I don't have like a big, I, I usually, or maybe like I make an egg and some toast or something. But I don't do it right when I get up, when I'm on a good schedule. Okay.
1: What about you I know you're smooth yep, i've person. got my smoothies I will put I can put the ingredients in the show notes because I feel like every time I mention them it's they're not magical it's like there's nothing yeah. that special but I will put the ingredients in the show notes and I do make a smoothie literally every day the reason I like it is um there's more nutrients and Veggies, even in that smoothie, than I am guaranteed to get the rest of the day because I'm not a terrific eater when left to my own devices. I kind of pick at things and I graze, and that's- you're a
0: snacker much more mm-hmm, than I am. Mm-hmm. I've I've noticed like you need you need to be eating more often. I do. I, think, I like than to me. eat. I like yeah. to eat a
1: lot, and you don't. Yeah, you can go a long time. That is true about us. Um. So I yeah. So I do my smoothies in the morning. I usually make them during that chaotic time when everyone's in the kitchen and we're all making a million things, and and I'll drink it while while doing the active morning management. Um, it doesn't bother me to have it before I go for a walk, but if we decide to start doing more intense workouts, that Mm -hmm. will probably change. I don't think the side, my smoothie is really big. Like I pack a lot in there and I don't think I would want to have all that and go do a a strenuous workout. So I would maybe need to have like something really small to take the edge off, like half a banana or something, and then make a, a smoothie when I got back from my theoretical weight training workout.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And that, I mean, exercise does throw the whole thing off. I mean, it's the classic, like do I eat before or after and how much before? And yeah, well, Eventually we will be wise enough to be able to tell people what we're doing. We'll with solve our it. Strength training. We'll right? solve it. We'll solve it.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think the whole point of this episode, much like when we did home management systems that are working right now, the whole point of this is like the morning routine that works is not gonna work forever because something's gonna change, school schedule's yep. gonna change, baby's gonna give up a nap, et cetera, et cetera. Which is why it's 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 always fun to revisit these because um it's always changing. It is. Hopefully you guys got something out of it. (laughs) And not just us scraping, right? I mean, check back in with us in a few weeks and we will just be full of glowing reports, I'm sure. Exactly, Exactly. All right, guys, this was fun. Megan, we'll talk soon. Talk to you soon.